Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Chocolate Puma podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma. You can email the show at thepumapod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at btomp20. Um, Before I begin this week's episode, I would like to dedicate this episode to my twin sister. The day that I am releasing this, it will be her last day at her job that she has been at for 16 years, and which is outstanding given that we are only 36 years old. It's amazing. I'm super proud of her. She's got big things on the horizon. And I just wanted to give her a shout out on here because your big brother, and yes, I will call myself big brother, even though I am only three minutes older. Your big brother is very proud of you. So, on to this week's episode. After last week's great talk with our friend Sterling, I decided to reach out to another friend, uh, Julia Olson. Uh, She's had a great podcast. Now she runs a very, um, I'm not going to call it controversial, but she does get some very interesting interaction on an Instagram feed that she runs. Um, I won't do it justice describing it, but I will let her do so. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, give it up. Julia Olson. Okay, Julia, can you tell me what is not the mama for people who do not know? Yes, Brian, I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Not the Mama is a project I started a few years ago that began as a podcast, but also started with an Instagram account. And it really began as a project for giving voice to the reasons why people choose not to have children, like as in an active choice to be child-free. So not, and you know, everybody's kind of definition of what child-free means is kind of individualized a little bit. I like to be as inclusive as possible, meaning it can be people deciding whether or not to have children, because I think even the looking at having kids and becoming a parent as a decision is sort of a new concept. It used to just be a foregone conclusion. So now, like, if you're in this mode where you're not sure, maybe you do want to be a parent, maybe you don't, I think that we we take you in. Um, And even to people who desperately wanted to be parents and it just didn't work out, and um, they explored whatever different avenues were available to them or they were comfortable with. And for whatever reason, becoming a parent just wasn't in the cards for them. I, it's a little bit different because that's not necessarily a choice, but I do want to in- include them if they want to be included because um, I want the conversation to be that you can be more than a parent and that's not what defines you, especially as a woman, because a lot of times womanhood 
is inseparable from motherhood. Um, and so I just want to bring those people into the fold so that they, you know, can express their value to their communities. You know, what they do with their lives is just as important and meaningful, even if it didn't look the way they thought it would. But ultimately, there are a lot of people who are like me who, for whatever reason, do not want to become parents. And so I started Not the Mama as a way for us to kind of talk about our own feelings, connect to each other, but also to make better relationships and connections to the parents in our lives, whether it's family members or friends there's oftentimes this sort of disconnect that happens. And I don't think that it needs to happen. Um, so it's really, and as I said, it started as a podcast and now it's kind of grown into this sort of really active Instagram account that just keeps building, even though I don't really do that much. <laughs> um, but it's nice. Like I get really nice messages from different people thanking me for just kind of creating a space for them to connect with other like-minded people um but I've also had such positive feedback from friends who are parents like yourself you know um who I think understand me understand people like me and then are also contributing to help people who might not understand that choice brought in the conversation too so it's obviously parent inclusive as well um, yeah. But I guess in a large nutshell, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I I like the podcast because it just helped me because I didn't even realize I was doing it. But like you have friends who once you hit 30, you're like, oh, well, you know, you guys have been together for so long. When are you having kids? Da, da, da. And I, I didn't realize I was doing it. I'm like, oh, hey, maybe mind your business until they decide, you know, to tell you that might be something they want to do or something they don't want to do. Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, I think quite honestly, everybody has to unlearn that a little bit, even the people who are child-free, because sometimes it feels like such an isolating decision that you forget that other people might be making it too. They're, it's just not something that gets talked about a lot. So you fall into those same conversational traps. Or a really good example of this for me is with friends who have just one child, like yourself, like Sterling, where, and maybe you can obviously speak to this better than I can, where it's immediately like, well, when are you having another? When are you, how many kids are you going to have? Like, you're not just going to have the one, right? And so it is like, that's why I think it's like such an interesting time to have these conversations because and why I want it to be parent inclusive too, because I think everybody experiences this in a certain way. So I just kind of want to bridge those gaps and sort of show the sameness in all of us, despite our different choices, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and to your point, um, you have no idea how many times, like people whom I may have met, like maybe once, will see a picture of Julian on the desk and like, well, when are, you know, when are you and your wife going to have another one? I was like, why are you asking me when the next time I'm having sex with my wife is? Like, what's up with that, yeah. buddy? Like, it, it's a, just it a, it's a very weird question to me to, like, ask someone you, especially someone you don't know. But if you think about it, like, 
the world has just been based around procreation. And, and this is where it does veer off for me a little bit where I'm not like, there are some extreme child free people. And I do think that they're like with everything, there are just fringes of things. Um, and there's like a lot I've learned, you know, because like some people are child free because they don't want to nurture anything. So they don't want to, they don't want pets. Like they don't want plants. They just, that's not who they are. Um, but then there are some people who have a weird hatred towards children (laughs) and I, they like, they try to justify it in weird, like environmental ways and stuff like that. And for me personally, I think I like, not that I'm an expert by any means, but I have studied genocide and eugenics. And I do think that the discussion on population control and um, world population and the environment and all of that can kind of veer towards a very dark, scary place pretty quickly, especially if you're not of a historical understanding of different groups that have been marginalized forever. And so for me personally, my belief are that procreation is an individual choice and should be left up to the individual. And that means I'm enthusiastically pro-choice, I'm pro-birth control, but I'm also pro-procreation if that's what a person wants to do. Now, maybe some, you know, these people on TV who have like 20 plus children, no, I don't understand that, but I don't think that's the norm. And I don't think that that's a big problem. Yes. I don't think most people are having that many kids. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Uh, I do like sometimes one of my favorite things to do, especially on your Instagram feed, is to just read some of the comments. And they are all over the place, like hilarious to me. Like, oh my God. A couple of days ago, there was a woman who she had just had a kid when she was 30 and was like wrote this long like dissertation i was like what what how did you get this from this post oh well yeah i definitely get trolls and it's such a bizarro thing most often they're anti-choice trolls so it's like teens who are christian um (laughs) or like even children it's never the adults. Um, <laughs> but no, this woman was especially silly because she just wrote so many comments on so many posts and she was triggered by my post where I talked about one of the motivating factors on like wanting to start Not the Mama as well was Nicole Hannah Jones' work with segregation in NYC public schools. And realizing that as, because I think like people who don't have children are very disconnected from children things like school, but we are community members. And oftentimes, especially in a city like New York, that is so highly segregated, the white parents dominate the discussion. And obviously I'm white, so not to say I, I should have any control or leadership in anything, especially as a non-parent, 
but as a taxpaying community member, I don't want my school system to be segregated. And I can emotionally separate myself from having my own personal child in the school system to where I can see the forest through the trees and say, well, that's not fair. Like you're, it's not equal. You're providing more for your children than these people can. And it just so happens that it gets divided racially, which is not, you know, by accident. So I should be more involved with what's going on so I can lend my voice to quite frankly, desegregation in our public schools. (laughs) And not as a leader, not as like a controller, just that I have a responsibility to my my community, regardless if I have children or not, you know, and that that is a, a valuable asset in a school system because you're not clouded by this emotional fear that your kid is going to get left behind or whatever these people think is going to happen to them if they somehow stop marginalizing black and brown children. And she went off about that. <laughs> that you, was what triggered her. You monster. How dare you and, want everyone to have an equal shot at education? I am disgusted. Yeah, that was wild. Because she also, <laughs> in another post, which and she was writing such silly things that I couldn't even keep up with it because my sister had to point out Because another thing that a lot of people who aren't child-free will say is that people without, people without children are selfish, you know, which is not true at all. Um, And she, she called us selfish and then, and referenced you spending your time reading and working your jobs. (laughs) Reading? (laughs) How dare you, you monster. Working working our jobs like I mean I've heard of child-free people being shopaholics and alcoholics I mean she was calling us alcoholics too um but it was just so silly and I just was like oh lady but the other funny thing was she said she was child-free for 30 years because she had a kid at 30 and it's like that's not what that means yeah because it wasn't child-free at 10 yeah (laughs) You didn't really have a say-so in the matter at 10, so. <laughs> no. But she was a special case. But yeah, most often I just have to block them or I'll say something sassy and then block them. <laughs> but it's just wild what people get, like, allow themselves to get upset about online, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to come back to the getting upset about things online because I got into an argument with someone yes. on Twitter and then they uh, immediately blocked me um, for bringing up a point about, um, I brought up on my old Twitter account how Ben Roethlisberger blocked me because I said he had the physique of a banana slug. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, for a guy with like a couple of like rape charges, like he's pretty thin skinned. I, I said he played pretty well for a guy with the physique of a banana slug. I was giving him a compliment. And yeah, he blocked me. I thought he was dead until like yesterday when, <laughs> or whatever day it was, when the, he, it was all like, oh, Ben Roethlisberger is back. And I was like, I literally thought he was gone. Or retired. <laughs> I was hoping like he wouldn't 60. come back. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, be Whatever. a scumbag and do that to you, though. He is a very bad person. Um, let's see. Uh, so going forward, you got any plans for Not the Mama? Well, that is an, uh, that's a fascinating question, Brian. Um, no, I don't know what I'm going to do with it because it like, so my podcast actually was pretty well received, but as I told you, I'm a terrible producer of podcasts. Um, it turns out that's a skill and it's not one that I have. Um, so I was always horrifically embarrassed by the sound quality which I was blessed to have listeners who didn't mind it. <laughs> I was a, I think I was a like, religious listener. I know, I know. You were also wonderful. And so I, I do think that potentially someday I could resurrect the podcast version or maybe even do, like now that it's easier, like everyone's more familiar with Zoom, maybe resurrect like even like a YouTube version or something. Because I do think there is a need for a child-free discussion, especially one that's, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like the reason why I've been able to tap into something that people respond and relate to is because I don't hate children. I'm very firm in my stance that I do not want children, and I'm accepting of, of a lot of different people. I, I draw the line when people, I had to actually recently update my Instagram bio on Not The Mama to include any, um, any name calling towards parents and children will immediately be deleted. Any comments name calling parents and children, because it's wild what people will just post. And you're like, this actually, it's not okay to call like a kid a crotch dropping. Like that's a vile. Oh, term. What? Yes, yes, it's it's wrong. And oh. there are some people who just I think they like. Even in my opinion, like I'm not comfortable with calling kids snotty brats. That's not how I feel about children. So my page is going to be the way I want my page to be. You know it, and 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 that's where I think I've tapped into kind of a valuable place because. There are a lot of people like me who love kids and don't want them themselves or people who just, you know, want to have a nice discussion about all the cool things they do without, instead of having children, you know, or people who have lots of parent friends and are appreciative to have them in their lives and feel celebrated by them, even though they don't have children of their own, you know, like, I think there is a space for that. And up until me not to toot my own horn again, it was mostly about hating on things. And I think there is value, you know, you know me very well, Brian. I'm very good at hating on things. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is, in this con context and conversation, I think there is more value in bridging those spaces, you know? And it's also like, like what I was even talking about, like, just engaging child-free people in their communities more, we need parents to want to work with us too. You know, it can't just be us against them all the time. And so I think that's why people like it. So my hope is 
that I can clear out a little bit more headspace to kind of figure out where the next iteration of Not the Mama will go and then kind of keep doing it. But for now, I'm just going to keep making my poorly designed memes. <laughs> that Look, do memes are my love language, so. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not as clever as all of the ones that you post, but I, I do have some good ones sometimes. <laughs> Okay, well, what is, where can the folks find the Instagram feed? Oh, yeah. So we are at Not The Mama Media on Instagram. And it's free and open. So look us up. And if you're interested, you still can find the old episodes of Not The Mama on all streaming platforms. Um, but we haven't, I don't know why I keep talking in the plural. It's just me. <laughs> I I haven't created any new podcast content since last September. So gotcha. But I think some of the conversations are still relevant and good. So oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm gonna move on a little bit here. Let's ask how have you and I love, uh, I won't call Lane uh, what I had written in my notes here, but how have you guys been keeping the <laughs> Lamb chop? No, I, I called him the lamb man. <laughs> yeah, you should call him that. It's great. And if, if I could like graphic design, I would come up with like a logo for a mesh tank top and send it to you. Uh, oh my gosh. So yeah. If I could ever get that figured out, that might happen. So. Yeah, so how have you guys been keeping sane? Oh, well, we like each other, so that's a benefit. I don't know if you know this, Brian, but the older you get, the more you realize a lot of your friends do not like their chosen partners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, so we I mean, we're pretty good. Like, uh, you know, I'm a lounger at heart. So being home all the time is fine. I am an extrovert, though. So that part of it, like, I truly miss going out to bars, like, and just like, having spontaneous meetups with friends and stuff. But we've just been watching like a lot of shows. Um, I feel like everything's had a different phase you know because like the first couple months it was like or the first month it was sort of like oh we're just home and I'm crafting and then unfortunately our cat got sick and then our cat died and then it took a very dark turn <laughs> um but luckily we've both been blessed to keep our jobs throughout um, so Lane's been working, I've been working from home for the most part until the last month I've been back on campus just temporarily while we get our facilities set up because I work for an art department so at a school so that is a challenge but it's coming together. So we've been able to maintain at least our financial health um, and yeah just like watching a lot of shows going on walks we have a cute uh cafe in our neighborhood that reopened 
you know, just keeping it and seeing friends in the parks when we can. Like that's the other, you know, lots of outdoor hangouts and stuff. Um, so I feel like minus our poor little cat dying, which was really awful and super hard. Um, we've primarily been okay. So, and I acknowledge that a cat death is lucky in these dark times. So, it's pretty, um, it's pretty sucky, though. Yeah, it sucked so bad. He was only three, um, and he was just such a little bit of, le- like, he was truly, like, in April, before he got sick, I would just say we were living the ideal life, you know? Um, so that is, it's hard, of course, but I also, I've got so many friends who have lost pets, too. It's, like, a kind of weird time for that. Um, so I know other people can relate to that feeling because it's just, it is such a true grief, which I think I was taken aback by how, how bad it hurt. Um, but I am consistently sobered because I have so many friends who have lost people and in not just because of COVID, but because of so many things and how hard it is right now to have funerals and memorials and those kinds of celebrations. So it is like, you know, I have held space for my own sadness, but I've been able to temper it with care for my friends too. So I don't know. It's just a balance, but I think I think like it's also just like having grace for however people are dealing with the situation right now because I mean you're working too and I just in my opinion some people are just not handling anything (laughs) and you just have to take a step back and just be like okay this is what's happening they're freaking out because the world is literally collapsing around us (laughs) um so I don't know I just like constant reminders that we're all in this together even though it feels like we're all falling apart and we're so separated more than ever right you know um but I don't know I guess like that's how we're surviving and a lot of honestly I've watched more basketball than I've ever watched in my life it did help (laughs) and bravo shows well, I mean, I see you tweet about the Bravo shows, but I uh, haven't yeah. seen any basketball tweets, so. Well, I can't, I I can't be a poser, Brian. I, <laughs> I follow, I follow people, but I don't know what I would be talking about if I were tweeting. Basketball Twitter is ruthless, okay? Yes, that's why I'm staying out of it. I could, I could never wade into the depths of basketball Twitter. But Bravo, I know inside and out. (laughs) I feel like one time I live tweeted uh, the show Scandal, which had ferocious (laughs) followers uh, on Twitter. And I I thought I made a very funny joke. I called it the Side Chick Chronicles. And those women destroyed me. Like, my mentions were on fire. (laughs) Like, one woman like threatened to like find my mother and tell her like she raised a disrespectful son. And I was like, it's a joke. I didn't mean it. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I know. Twitter, like if you don't know what you're talking about on Twitter, 
the people who do will find you and it is scary oh yeah so i was like uh i just gotta like stop tweeting about this and go back to like tweeting about like ben roethlisberger's like fat neck and like just hopefully forget <laughs> about me like soon because that was rough that was a rough like 12 hours for me <laughs> Anytime, anytime I have a tweet that gets more than like five likes, I'm always initially like, oh no, what's gone wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had like, a, oh, I was going to say, go I had a tweet get like 500 likes on the old Mr. Thompson Twitter account, RIP Mr. Thompson, the Twitter feed. I called Sean King, um, it was either when I called him Martin um, Martin Luther Scheme or Fraud Hampton, and it got like a bunch of likes, but then it also got like a bunch of his like followers just like oh, yelling God. at me. And it was worse than like Bernie Sanders followers. I was like, these people are nuts. And then oh, the next day God. I log in and it's like, your account has been suspended. And I was like, those jerks. They reported me. <laughs> well, they're one in the same. Yeah. Bernie Sanders followers and Sean King followers. Oh, yeah. But I do have to say, not to go on a tangent about this, but I just feel so vindicated about him because I remember even back in, like, 2016, as a white woman, you're around a lot of white liberals, no matter where you are. <laughs> and I remember... Just being like, I think he's full of shit, you know? Because, like, if you – even back then, there were so many actual – well, and I don't mean actual as to call out Sean's race because I don't – I'm not even going to, like, wade into that territory. I mean actual as in people speaking out against him. Like, black women primarily have been talking about this forever and if you would just follow them and hear them they have been screaming this from the rooftops for so long that he's shady and anytime I would even wade into the waters of questioning it I was met with he actually does a lot of important work (laughs) (laughs) okay all right from the Bernie supporters, you know? (laughs) All right, you're right, okay. And so I just feel so vindicated now. Even though he hasn't been totally canceled, at least more people are aware, I think. Yeah, like even a couple of weeks ago with Chadwick Boseman dying, he like wrote this email where he like mentions it in the first paragraph and then asked for money. I was like, are you serious? And that's what I'm talking about. And it's like, I think if you look at the actual people who give him money, it's white people because he makes them feel better about only giving money to him. Yeah. Because he's not actually doing, he's pocketing the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he took money a couple of years ago to like help him fund like him climbing a mountain. And then he never climbed the mountain. No. And that's what's the wild part. At this point now, we have so many instances of that where he's capitalized on some type of Black tragedy or just, like, self-promotion 
and then not followed through with it, you know? And, and I just feel like at this point, if you're still following him, if you're still, if you're still fucking giving money to him, well, cause like, what was it even in, when the pandemic started, he set up a, he set up a fund to support, I don't know what, in the pandemic. <laughs> and there were so many people that I knew that were sharing it. And I would just DM them and just be like, hey, just so you know, read this article. Yeah. Like, I finally just was like, I, I can't just not see this anymore because especially when the pandemic first started, people were just giving money to everything all the time. And it's like, he doesn't just, he's not doing anything for this. Like, he's yeah. not helping the pandemic. At all. No. He's helping himself. But I'm yeah, also... Yeah, and then and he, always, he always justifies it by his security needs and everything. And it's just like, dude, there are, you are the safest person yeah. in America. Like, no one's going to get No one wants to hurt you. They just want you to go away. Like... Because you're not, you're not doing anything. It's not like the racists are going to come for you because... They know you're not doing anything. They probably <laughs> actually in a nice apartment. <laughs> they probably would actually prefer if he stuck around. Like I yeah. Yeah. He's siphoning money from people that would do something. Like it, well, exactly. And that's like all the people who have worked with him thinking that he was an actual organizer have said. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was a a, a really good Twitter thread that I would I wish I could find it again. It was by a activist. Her name is Leslie Mack. She does like great work. And she had just detailed like, it was like this epic like 45 tweet thread, like all these instances where he had just straight up jacked black women's work and had capitalized yeah, yeah. for his own gain. And I was like, I would just retweet it at every given chance. And if I can find it again, I absolutely will start retweeting it again. Yes, and that's the thing. That's what's so insidious about it because he, it is, he is stealing Black women's work, specifically. Yeah. Well, I mean, he assumes and, that no one's going to listen to them. So, like, that's the jacked up part. I know, well, and that... It, it, let's... Well, next topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, you, next topic. I'm a hater. Oh, oh, I am a hater of that guy. Like, I'll hate on him. Like, that's, yeah. Okay, so since I constantly troll you with train oh. songs, how about we talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. That kind of night. Oh yeah, you're gonna need it. Hi, Lane. Oh, can you see him? Oops. Well. It's Brian. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, All yeah. right. What do you have for me? Okay. I'm going to. I'm just gonna give you a chance to talk about songs, artists that you absolutely hate. The pettier the reason, the better. Oh my gosh. Well, you know it's Soul Sister. Oh, yeah. Or oh. Hey Soul Sister. Or what What even is that song called? Uh, let's see. Where is it on this list? Whatever uh, one no. you send to me every other day. 
It's a good, it's a good trolling song. I'll, I'll give it bad. I think it's Hey Soul Sister is the actual title. The title? Yes. What, what started, uh, how did we realize that I hate that so much and you love sending it to me so much? Um, well, just so anybody listening doesn't get like the wrong idea, I also hate the song. Like, I don't like this song at all. Nor do I, I don't like know, listeners. <laughs> I think he loves it. I think he loves it. Uh, see, now you're going to wake up tomorrow with this video like <laughs> sent to you again. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you're I think you're coming out coming out for train. I think it was because Carl knows pretty much every word to like drops of Jupiter. And we <laughs> oh, just <laughs> that's a, that's number 2 on the list. <laughs> Which turned out to be the number one worst song of the 2000, from 2000 to 2010, according to the five oh. people at Billboard magazine, so. Oh my gosh. But for some reason, he knew every word to it, and I think we just, like, it just came up that way. <laughs> and I saw how much it annoyed you, so I had to keep doing it. <laughs> I know, back in my, our, well, our Facebook days, you know, I quit totally yeah. this year. Like, deleted, deleted. Oh, I'm debating it, because it's getting rough. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, at this point, like, I, I keep it to, like, just so my mom can, like, easily access, because she's figured out Facebook Messenger pretty good. <laughs> At, in yeah, terms of like Google Drive and all that, like sending up pictures and videos of Julian, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So pretty much that's the main impetus, and also like trolling like people like that. I think oh. be dumb. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, Facebook man, the worst thing people write the worst things on that site. Absolutely. I think worse than Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I just find that Facebook, it's just like, just pure unadulterated, just like, pure distilled hate sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's just, there was a girl that we went to North Park with, and oh I'll mention her name. I'll, I'll sh I can shoot you a text. Yes, <laughs> you're gonna this, have to. <laughs> she wrote this like long post about like how she loves things and all that, and uh, she's at a outside of a Planned Parenthood with her like kids, with like holding up like signs, like basically telling people they're gonna go to hell with her pro-life hoodie on, and I'm like, oh, that. What is that that you would ever like? Okay, I look. I it's not like a hard thing for me to not to like not understand why people might not like abortion, um, because they <coughs> excuse me have any scientific concept of whatever. I will. I will even handle like if you are personally morally opposed to abortion fine keep on living as long as you're not trying to get in between anyone else's uh, like choices but the people who take their children to scream hatred 
at other children or at other sometimes yes sometimes other children yeah at primarily women who are just seeking health services i don't under it just will never compute in my brain why that's a good use of your time yeah i i well one it's like it's abusive not knowing how to use google because you can clearly see that planned parenthood is like not abortions are us but you know don't let but facts people, give away like your hate right exactly it, they just they don't want to listen to anything like that's i mean i think that's just like the that's the world we're in now uh people just don't want any type of truth yeah. they want their opinion or they want whoever they admire's opinion but they also just want to like create fairy tales about reality and it's just like what are you even talking about like this is all so exhausting um but i'm sure i won't be surprised by whoever it is i'm sure you won't <laughs> all right what other songs are on this list okay so starting off their list they've got my humps by the black eyed peas <laughs> I, I like my humps <laughs> oh <laughs> It's a catchy song. I don't, I don't think I've ever willingly listened to it though. Yeah. Um, you definitely probably have willingly listened to it. Wasn't it out when we were in college? No, it was out when we were in college, but I stopped listening to the Black Eyed Peas when uh, they started doing poppy stuff and I was oh, still in, wow. I was in my, this is a real hip hop phase. Oh yeah. And so then I stopped listening to it. I mean, you're not going to like this, but I also like, let's get it started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that only one's on the list, but it should be. Only because of nostalgia. It makes me nostalgic because I feel like no matter what it was played, whenever you went out and getting ready to go out. Okay, I can I can see that then. Yes. It's the soundtrack of our lives, Brian. I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that far. I don't think I'll ever say like the black eyed peas were the soundtrack of my life at any point. If it was, I got some issues. <laughs> me personally. Oh boy. All right, what's next? A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. This is another nostalgia one. I, like, the only thing I can think of when I hear this song is Terry Crews in White Chicks. And I'm... <laughs> then I get, like, really angry because Terry Crews has been, like, super trash over the last, like, six months. Yeah, uh, poor Terry. What happened there? He was doing so well. He pissed away all the goodwill he had earned by speaking up. Yeah, I. it really is a disappointment. Yes. That's all I'll say. There's no other way to say it because I don't think he's bad. I just think he's just so misguided. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was so close to getting it, and then he turned. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
again on black women. Yeah, because he said like he doesn't have to care about any black woman except for his wife. I yeah, I, know, I mean, I guess he is a bad person. I, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, don't you have like daughters and like? Not that you have to be related to someone to treat them with dignity and respect, of course, but to say like well, my wife, minimum. yeah, but like just to say like my wife is the only one who can who I care about, like getting any kind of respect is like that's a wild thing to say. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think he's just dumb. He's yeah, dumb. Yeah, I don't know if you listen to. Um, Langston Kerman has a podcast called My Mama Told Me, and they- uh, I do not listen to it, but I should because I'm actually his friend. (laughs) It is awesome. I am like addicted to this podcast. It's about Black conspiracy theories, and they talked about how his muscles have wrinkles, and now every time I see him, like I die laughing because Langston said that he had skin like a Ruffles chip, and I lost it. So funny. He's like one of my favorite Twitters. He's so funny. Oh my god! I as soon as like I listened to like the first ten minutes of it, I was like, okay, well, this is now my new favorite podcast of all time. He's like, that's so funny. Yeah, I should, I should. Have, well, I saw. Um, actually, I. I haven't even subscribed yet, which is like so embarrassing. But I saw him post all of the reviews that he's gotten from racists. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, we're a hit. <laughs> like everything was like one star. Like there is racism towards whites, and it's this podcast. <laughs> are you poor baby? so funny but yeah that's so true his his muscles have wrinkles for yeah. sure and it, it just doesn't look right and apparently it's because the black illuminati have you know they're punishing terry cruz so now it's you true. know gabrielle <laughs> gabrielle union looks very fresh oh, and he oh, went against her the woman does not age no it's truly remarkable but i'm happy for her oh yeah I, <laughs> as am i her. All right, next song. Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado and Timbaland. I like this song. I do too. Why don't they like it? Why is it bad? What the hell? I thought it was great. It That's was not good. a bullshit song at all. And Nelly Furtado is cool. Yeah. And it was like, the first single from like when she went from I'm like a bird to like now she's like well I can do this too and I was like oh I think I have a crush on Nelly Furtado now like that's cool and it was just like I mean honestly I will always have a place in my heart for Timbaland just because of Aaliyah yes but it was also just a good song he doesn't do bullshit songs what other no. songs does he have that suck? I don't think any. No. I mean, I got kind of sick of that uh that it's too late to apologize song. I think that was on his I think that was on his album. Wait, how does that go? Let me see here if I can 
sometimes I need to hear songs because I don't always remember them. Okay, let's. And I never, I never know lyrics. Lane always makes fun of me because when I try to sing along, I never get them right, even if it's my favorite song. <laughs> Come on, let me search here. Where is it at? Good old technology. All I'm hearing in my mind when I'm trying to figure out what the song sounds like is that let it burn it. What song is that? Usher? That's Usher, yeah. This is how terrible I am. Okay. It's obviously not that song. <laughs> okay, wait, I think I found it here. Is it going to play? Come on. Fingers crossed. So that should have been on here in place yes. of Promiscuous, which was a um, good song. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm just kind of looking, looking ahead here, and they've missed a song here that it's not even on their list. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now. Accidental Racist with LL Cool J and what the hell? Brad Paisley. Oh, I don't even want, I can't even imagine it. I know I've heard it. Well, Brad Paisley, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's crying like in the whole song, like, I'm just a white man <laughs> coming from oh the heartland and I lose my shit every time because he's just like wailing. He's not even singing. He's just like sad that somebody in Starbucks might think he's a racist because he has a confederate flag on his shirt and you oh. know spoiler alert you are a racist if you have a confederate flag on wait is because he has a confederate flag yeah that's why he's that's big. the image in the video that in the song those are the words <laughs> and ll cool j is signing off on this ll cool j has a verse where he says if you I, okay, see, look, now I have to look up the actual, like, words, because I don't want to put any words in LL's mouth, because <laughs> I forgave Brad Paisley. I'm not forgiving LL Cool J for this. Is Brad Paisley wearing Confederate flags around still? I have no idea. <laughs> but LL Cool J says... R.I.P. Robert E. Lee, but I gotta thank Abraham Lincoln for freeing me. <laughs> what? Yep. If you don't judge my gold chains, I'll forget the iron chains. Can't rewrite history, baby. <laughs> Wait, is he talking about... Slavery, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. 
if you don't judge my do rag, I won't judge your red flag. <laughs> what? I think this needs to be re. This needs to be reemerged. <laughs> oh yeah. So that we can truly crucify it. Oh yeah. This. What? Is... Oh yeah. I mean, I know I have, like, the conception of the song in my mind. Like, I do remember it came out. I remember it was, like, controversial. But it should be way – it should have been, like, a cultural moment. <laughs> like, life – music should have stopped. Yeah. Everything should have stopped. Why would LL do this? Did he get paid, like, a billion dollars? He couldn't have gotten paid enough to make it worth it. Now I have to find it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, the chain lyrics are just beyond. Yeah. But this is what I this is what I mean. Like I Okay, not to keep bringing up Nicole Hannah Jones. However, are did you listen to the 1619 project? I did. Amazing. This is what why it's so important because I feel like people don't have a realistic concept of how atrocious slavery was. Yeah. I and that's I guess the only saving grace I'll extend to LL for singing <laughs> these lyrics. I mean, as a white woman, I should just extend him every every grace anyway. Like it's not really my thing to be that judgmental about him towards just probably the white man who wrote the lyrics. But I just don't think people understand, like, the imagery of the chains. Like, it was just so violent, so extraordinarily violent. And that's why, like, all the powers that be right now are raining down so hard on the 1519 Project, because it's actual history. It, it's, I, like, I, actually broken through the centuries of whitewashing. Yeah. You know? Oh man. So yeah, just a little let's find a little snippet of accidental racist for you. When you hear guitars like this, you know you're about to get hit with something. Like not to be 
this is this is what I mean. People, most people are dumb. Like, it's not a red flag. It's like, this is just. Look, I've had to do a lot, a lot of unlearning as a northern white person because I'm from a town that had like a union outpost and Abraham Lincoln visited and it was like we had the Underground Railroad. So it was like, oh, we were perfect, you know. And then when you learn like the true history, a lot of white northerners resented having the fight in the civil war in general because they didn't care about slavery at all and it wasn't like this like just cause that we were taught in school um so obviously i understand the responsibility of unlearning and so it must be that much greater for southerners i guess but like this is crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Like, it's not like, it's not like I'm proud, I'm proud of where I'm from, but not proud of everything we've done. Okay. <laughs> List the things you've done, because they don't even take ownership of them. Well, that was in the past, okay? Or we, and... we don't even take ownership of them. I'm sorry, I need to use the plural. Um, yeah, I know. It was in the past. Forget about it. I've just got this red flag on and I love Skinner. <laughs> I don't understand, like, I live in Michigan and there are people with Confederate flags and I'm like, oh, no, this is, look, no, that's my hometown now too. Like every time I go home, there's more Confederate flags and it does not make any sense at all, except for the fact that white people love racism. <laughs> no matter where you are. And that's what we have to accept. Like the Confederate flag is not just about states' rights, okay? Yeah. It is, uh, it's about proud racism, open and out loud. And that is, I mean, this is the world that we live in now because unfortunately we've elected a man who, well, we didn't even really elect him, but, but, the reason why people love him so much is because they're allowed to be hateful. Yeah. That's what it is. But it, it, it is nonsensical to anyone who knows anything. But that's what I mean. We have a scourge of dumb people. And then somebody like Brad Paisley, who probably <laughs> maybe means well, if I like, and probably a little cool thing, it was probably about unity in their brains. They probably thought like, this is really going to bring everything they got. <laughs> They sat down at that table and they wrote that together and they were like, we are about to blow their minds. Like, people are like, going to be we are the world for the next generation. Like, we're two rich guys. The people need this. <laughs> I, I think we got our fingers on the pulse of this, guys. We'll handle it from here. Oh, my God. So this was, that song was not on the list? That song was not on the list. How? I don't know. But okay. that does What are some other songs? What are some that, other songs? That leads into that the next beat one, that though. Out. Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my see. gosh. Lady Antebellum. 
OMG. Did you follow the drama surrounding the their name change? Yeah. Like, again, I mean, all of this really boils down to with these, like, corporations, which I consider Brad Paisley, Alec Cool J, Lady Antebellum, these massive corporations, even though they're, like, individuals or bands or whatever, they're obviously, like, funding all of these other jobs or people. It's all about PR. So that's why Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A. But instead of doing a basic Google to see, or maybe they did, and they just decided, oh, fuck you. It doesn't matter. You're just, like, one black woman, an artist performing professionally for over 20-plus years. Any PR professional worth anything would have said, this is not the move. Yeah. You know? We believe that Black Lives Matter. Now shut the hell up, Black lady. We're going to take your name. (laughs) Yeah, and like so forcefully over and over again. Yeah. But is, wait, is, well, okay, Need You Now, though, it's not a great song, I will say that, but it's not as bad as Girl Crush. Girl Crush, I don't know. I honestly the, that's their like super mega hit. That's like I have a girl crush, and it's about having a crush on the woman that your husband or partner is in love with, <laughs> and Lord. keeps cheating on you. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> It's like, I have a girl crush. It doesn't mean much. Um, I don't remember the full lyrics. Thank God. That would be humiliating if I could remember the lyrics. (laughs) Some of the searches I've already done on Spotify for these songs is already going to have my, like, recommendations all jacked up. So I'm scared to even put that in. (laughs) Um, Girl crush, in my opinion, is way worse than me do now. Because it's about having a hypothetical crush on the woman who takes up all of your man's mental space. Okay, that's kind of toxic, but sure. Okay. Yes, it's so toxic. All right. That's one way to handle things, I guess. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, Okay, what's the next song? This is fine. Okay, so the next song, Ocean Eleven by Yellow Card. I'm going to be honest, never heard of any of these. Wait, when is that? This is, what decade is this? 2000 to the 2010. Oh, Ocean, so it must have been for the movie? Let's see. Yeah, it, no, it, it doesn't say it's for a movie. It just says... Uh, there are many songs in this world that can make a generation go full teen nightmare, quite like Ocean Avenue, but that's okay. We've all been 16 when it felt right, and let's face it, we're all still looking for our Ocean Avenue, and maybe scream, oh. singing along to a pop-punk band with a violinist helps us get a little closer. Oh, I thought you said Ocean Eleven. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue. <laughs> I'll have to listen. I don't, I've never heard that song. Yeah. By Yellow Card? Yeah. I've never heard of Yellow Card, so. Sure, I'll say it's terrible. Why not? 
fine. It, we, it didn't even touch us. That's how yeah. cool we are. Yeah. <laughs> In 2004, I was listening to DMX still. Like, I was retro with my rap. Um, let's see. Next. Gives You Hell by the All-American Rejects. Hate this song. I hate it. I remember it. Just sing a line. Uh, let's see. Where is where are the lyrics? Because I worked. This was around the time I was working at the Planetarium gift shop, and oh it God, played. It. it played on like a loop, like the same songs played on. <laughs> so every well, thirty-five. Well, sure it played at Starbucks then. Yeah, it played every thirty-five minutes. Oh my, the, oh my gosh, the planetarium gift shop. I love okay. it. Okay, yeah. So the hook is when you see my face, hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. When oh, you walk yeah, my yeah. way. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a terrible song. Yeah, it's got awful. Now I don't <laughs> agree with number nine though. Number nine. What's number nine? Tipsy by Jay Kwan. No, I love it. That that's a that's a perfect like party song like it it doesn't have to be deep wait did you did you see hustlers no what i did not see hustlers the j-lo movie you have to see it yes the j-lo movie you have to see it okay. look it's not a great movie how or okay maybe i amend this you just at least have to listen to the soundtrack okay because it takes you back to that time where we had these like fun club songs before the recession, before uh, like, yes, our generation, yes, we experienced 9-11. However, we still had good times. And then I just feel like after the recession, everything was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> takes you back to that place and maybe tipsy was after the recession if it came out what year did Tipsy? it came come out, out? four okay no so this yeah. is all in line it's that yes that is our college experience that is it's just fun it's silly it's not deep it's a good pop song pop I mean, rap it, first line team drinking is very bad but I got a fake ID. <laughs> Come on. That's great. Yes. Yes. There's uh. nothing wrong. With, I mean, this is like, it's like, um, you know, like the early pop of the like late fifties and sixties, you yeah. know, when it was like so revolutionary, like that's kind of how these, I mean, they were much more explicit, obviously. Which is why I don't understand why people are so concerned with like, like WAP and like songs like that. Cause it's like, we've heard these, like, this is not, tra this isn't transforming anything. Hello, Kia. Like, what are you, like, well, what like, is everyone all upset about? The two live crew got like arrested in 92 for like their entire album, which was way worse than any line from WAP, so I that's mean, what, I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like so wild, 
so it's not the it's not like the same but i just mean to reference the nostalgia from that time period you know like where i can understand it now because again we're we're getting to of a certain age (laughs) (laughs) but yeah tipsy is great that's so silly that it would be on that list yeah I, I might have to make my own list because I'm disagreeing yeah. with some of these now. I feel like I'm going to make a million Instagram stories celebrating most of these songs. Yeah. You have to send me this link afterwards. <laughs> I will send you the link. And then, Okay, so the next one is Doncha by the Pussycat Dolls. Not, I mean, not a great song. I don't I, think it's... I never loved the Pussycat Dolls. But I was also like, it wasn't that offensive. I mean, it's it's not the eighth worst song of the 2000s. I mean. No. What are they basing this off of? Like, listen? I, I have no. Because some of these are like hits. <laughs> like. Who, I but I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, like these these like super cool music dudes. If it's been listened to, it sucks. Yeah. You know, like, like, okay. It's got to have 12 listens because only two music fans have found it. And and just be like a high pitch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, so the next one. Okay, this one actually is terrible. Aaron's Party by Aaron Carter. (laughs) Oh my, I can't even imagine. I cannot even, I I truly did not ever get into that world of air. Like I was obviously aware of the Nick Carters, the Backstreet Boys. I never had to go, although little known fact, the Shrek soundtrack, Shrek 1, original Shrek, Leslie Carter has a song called Like Wow, like, yeah, like, wow. That is great. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about Aaron's party, but what I do know is that as a gag gift for, uh, as a gag gift for my twin sister uh, for Christmas that year, I bought her the Aaron Carter CD, and then I snuck in her room and I put an Aaron Carter poster over her bed that she didn't notice for like hours. And it was fantastic because she also couldn't reach said poster to get it down. So I just left it up there for like maybe a day or two. It was great. So that's my Aaron Carter. So you torture her with Aaron Carter. (laughs) Yes, yes I did. (laughs) Yes, at the time I did torture her with Aaron Carter. (laughs) That's funny. Now, the next is Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Oh, I truly did hate this song. I didn't like it at all. I I didn't like any of the ballads. It was funnier than anything to me. But people took it so serious. I mean, people took him so seriously, too. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Because he, he wasn't, he only had like two hits, right? Hero and whatever that one song was where he like basically had sex with, what's her face? His uh, girlfriend, the tennis player. Uh, Anna Kornikova. 
and a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah. I get her and Maria Sharapova mixed up. <laughs> well, Maria Sharapova, you can remember because Venus Williams always has her foot on her neck. So, like, that's yes. separate the two. Wait, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you. Hold on. I had to take my ear pods out. Yes. Maria, I, but in, you know, yes, and maybe that's, like, too rude to do to, to Anna to equate her to Maria, but I do feel like they're one in the same. <laughs> they, they pretty much are. I feel like Anna Kornikova is a little bit more self-aware. <laughs> yes, yes. Like she, are they still together? Ricky no. and Gla or, or wait, Enrique, <laughs> not Ricky Iglesias. <laughs> yeah, I have not thought of Anna Kornikova in like years. And oh, wow. I feel like they are still together. Wow, she's got three kids with him. Isn't that something? Yeah, I think that, I mean, okay, points for real love. Yeah. It wasn't just wasted on a music video. Good for them. That makes me happy. Way to, way to go, Enrique. Way to go. Yeah. Okay, so the Thank next... you for just doing those two ballads and moving on with your life. You didn't... <laughs> they didn't force themselves on us, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So the next one is... Yeah, and they got out. The next one is photographed by Nickelback. So... Yeah. Well, it's like low-hanging fruit at this point. Yeah. I mean, does anyone proudly like proclaim to be a Nickelback fan anymore? Uh, funny story. I did meet one guy who was a very proud Nickelback fan. Uh, me and Cooper Gillen and Pete Strom were at the Clottering, and we were ripping on Nickelback. And this guy from My like God. two tables over comes over. He's like, I fucking love Nickelback. And he goes to the jukebox and puts a 20 in and plays all the Nickelback oh. songs to the point where oh. <laughs> the girl who was uh, bartending that night unplugged the jukebox, gave him his money and asked him to leave. <laughs> God, oh that is my the God. only Nickelback fan I've ever. Oh, the clottering. <laughs> but so was that like a while ago, though? Oh yeah, no, this was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, I don't think anyone would show their face, at least in my East Coast bubble. <laughs> As a proud Nickelback fan, right? I think that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a terrible song. Yes, it's got awful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Another thing about Nickelback, they have a song about a woman who, who performs oral sex while a man is driving. And I had to go and pair a phone to a customer's car for her. And she starts playing oh this song. <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, I'm out of here. And this was like my second or third week when I was at Mercedes. So I had no idea what was going on. And as I'm walking up, like clearly traumatized, the service manager stand up there and was like, eh, eh, 
She got you too, didn't she? I'm like, you jerk. You guys knew what would happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, Nickelback. I love that. I can't even imagine what you experience in people's cars. It's interesting. <laughs> the- <laughs> People are weird about their cars, right? Oh, it, extremely. It does. It's not even their car yet, and people get like really weird. Yeah. Like, I had a. <laughs> there was a like old Bentley that these people wanted to look at, so I open it up and I show it to them, and the woman sits down in the driver's seat and she turns to her boyfriend or husband or whatever, and just starts taking her clothes off. And he's taking pictures of her, like right, this is right there on the street. Like this was in a a busy street. And I'm like yelling at these people like, hey, you can't do this. She gets down to like just a shirt and like some underwear. So I'm like trying to flag down the general manager. Like this isn't in the handbook. I don't know what to do. influencers influencers yeah so he starts marching over they get up and they leave and i'm like well we got to take this car to get cleaned up and he's like well you know they didn't drive it or anything i was like yeah but her ass cheeks were on the seat you can't sell this car with like ass prints in the seat oh gosh and i went home and like i had like such a look on my face and like carrie I was like, what's wrong? And I was, I told her what happened and she laughed at me. She laughed at me. <laughs> well, it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> In the moment, I was just traumatized. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, people are fucking weird. Okay, so next, Redneck Woman by Gretchen Wilson. Don't know it never even heard of Gretchen Wilson. I don't know who this is. Is that a real person? I'm sure. In 2005, she was the beer-swilling, Skinner-loving, Walmart-shopping Christmas superfan America not only needed, but also frankly deserved. No, I don't think I need to hear this song. I'm good. America needed? No, America deserved. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, then we've got The Reason by Hoobastank. Another one. Oh, the, and the reason is you. Oh, God, that song. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Yeah, this one, this is a good spot for that song. Hoobastank. <laughs> yeah, this is a good spot for this song then. Yeah. Now, I'm furious with number two. Number two is... Low by Flowrida. Wait, 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 wait. Low. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But what, okay, what are the reasons I need to hear? Okay, so this writer says, apple bottom jeans, check. Boots with the fur, check. Surely with this mid-2000s uniform, the entire club will be looking at you. Lowe was the conservative answer to much dirtier crunk music. It's like get low minus having to explain the definition of skeet to your parents. 
Flo gave the teens a chance to get turned in the family car without the guilt. The guilt returned later because it's 2014 now and you still can't stop yourself from singing the praises of Ugg Boots. Disagree. Yeah, this is definitely- Hard disagree. Now, while you disagree with two, you will definitely agree with number one. <laughs> will I? You definitely will, I can guarantee Oh, it. I will. <laughs> Drops of Jupiter by Train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> know what that song is about i i don't know either because it's like drops of jupiter in her hair right yeah and, what and does one, that mean and at one point he's mentioning a soy latte it's yeah he's all over the place i don't know what it means i'm confused well billboard you got one right one. maybe more than one but Maybe. we luckily didn't know them. <laughs> I'm giving them like four out of 15, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have like to have you back. Wrong. I'm gonna have to have you back so we can like come up with a real like worst we, song Yes, list we should come up with our own list. Cause this is terrible. This is a terrible list. Not in the way that it's meant to be. When did they publish this? This was published in 2015. God, I can't believe 2015 was five years ago. Yeah. So I guess we can just give them that. They didn't know any better. Because <laughs> some of these, I truly, the, Ryan, this is why you have to listen to the Hustler soundtrack. Not that any of these songs were on it necessarily, but that nostalgia of the time comes through. And I feel like a few of these songs get low. What was, what was another one? Uh, promiscuous. But, promiscuous, uh, like these types of songs encompass that feeling which we did have a couple years of goodness between 2001 and but we also had good years once obama was elected hard <laughs> 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 to keep track of everything all i can say is that the recession did take its toll emotionally and spiritually on all of us and financially obviously yes but a lot of these songs fall into that category of just before, which I feel like there's a newfound sense of nostalgia for that period where we have to appreciate them. Yeah. Like I we have to love them. I had like my playlist on shuffle and Sean Paul came on the other day and I was like, Oh, I can see myself like walking into somebody's super crowded basement apartment for a party on a Friday and me and Sterling yep, yep. are going to end up running out the back door when we are the only two that see police coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I miss it. We had so much fun. We, we did, did. We had so much fun for going to a Christian school that was a drive. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I feel like we got a good group very early. So, like, we were able to, I guess, protect each other from the ridiculousness of the situation around us. I think so, too. I mean, I do have a lot of shame from that time a little bit because it took me longer to, like, break free of some of the Christian things, like, the, the social things. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still such good friends with so many people that we went to college with who are just so important to me and doing so many amazing, incredible things that I feel like we kind of escaped unscathed. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's just a, a testament to what was always there within yes because I think some people were like super liberal when we were at North Park and now they're like the ultra conservative Christians and it's like I've I've been really disappointed by some people in the last like since 2016 so yeah disappointed and just like whiplash like what you know, but no, I feel like we have such a good group, like, to pull from, and also, like, that I also know that these are people that I could rely on in case of an emergency, no matter where I'm at, if that makes sense, and no matter how much time has passed with talking to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, come to my apartment. I will take you in. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I know that would be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like we're that, you know, and I mean, I have my feelings about North Park now. I don't think they, I don't think it's the same place. I will say that. Yeah. Because I do think 2016 changed a lot of things. But not just 2016. I think there was like a weird shift in culture that became more sinister and unfortunately towards like when gay marriage was passed I feel like that shift happened within North Park and that is where I do draw the line a little bit because obviously we have so many people that we love and support from that time in our lives who have since come out and they're not supported or loved by the alumni community at large. And yeah, but I do feel confident in our friend group, which I just have to keep reminding myself of that a lot because I think it's really special. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think we've been going for an hour and a half. Too long. We've been, well, we've been on here for two hours, but we've been recording for an hour and a half, so I guess we should we probably probably yeah, wrap yeah. it up for now. I love you so much. The love is mutual. I thank you so and much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Please squeeze Carrie and Julian for me. I shall. And I can't wait till we can all hang out together. Absolutely. And I can't wait to listen. Yes. And I can't wait to tag you in all my Instagram videos of these songs. Yes. <laughs> I, might, I might beat you to the punch and tag you in some, so. <laughs> Love it. 
All right. right. Well, have a wonderful night. You too. Give my best to Lane. Hey, well. All righty. Bye, B-Top. Bye. Bye.